Microphone check one two. What is this? Microphone check one two. What is this? You're listening to JD News USA. I'm Jeff. But my friends call me Hafe. This is episode 26. And for episode 26, I want to talk about the woke movement and black consciousness. It's the third week of Black History Month. I am recording a few days behind schedule. You know, one of the things about doing a podcast is they say you got to be consistent with it. You know, you got to feed the people. But my mind is always processing things. I've been in this space where I'm receiving a great deal of wisdom. And the, the beauty of wisdom is that it doesn't come from the world. It comes from God. It's that it's divine. So what you, what you speak, what you present, is, is solely from God and no one else. Anyway, that's where I'm at. And I spoke about black sitcoms and television shows last week. And I, I addressed just a few things that are, that are important to, to the black community. And, and of course, I acknowledge that I don't really care about it being more than a month. You celebrate your, your, your culture and your life as you please. You know, uh, Black History Month, is, it, it's, it's a time where the whole country can acknowledge the efforts made by, by black people. But there's nothing to feel insecure about. Not, not the, the month or the length of the month, because that was all chosen by a black man what it is now something that, that that's really been on my mind as of late is this woke movement as I've said before you know a lot of things that that happened in, in the black community happened at a time where I I personally had had overcome these reoccurring issues it was no longer trouble in my life, in my personal life. It no longer mattered to me. And the way I see the world is, the way I, I've been seeing things happen, a lot of it are rehashes of the previous generation. experiences that have happened they're like they're like rituals or, or, or rites of passages you have to go through that to get to, to there that's what it always seems like you know there's that old saying there's nothing new under the sun and that's how I, I see much of what happens in the world that's where I'm at intellectually so I overcame a lot of the, the issues that are, that are detrimental to, to black life. The mistreatment of law enforcement, 
uh, to to black men and women. Racism in the workplace. Stereotypes being projected on black people. All of these things that 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 are so uh, often used to demean black people. I overcame it. The reason the reason I overcame it is because I was able to see uh, what's used against black people can also be used against all people. Because what's what's popular in one community, it's popular in one community, but other communities have things that are popular in theirs as well. Whether it be food, dance, culture, whatever it may be. Okay? And those things could be celebrated as great things or they could be seen as negatives by those who who are not a part of the experience. For instance, big lips and a big butt. In a black community, it's, it's a great thing for a woman to have a big butt. It's celebrated. But then there are there those who, who would see it as a negative. And depending on where you get your information, that's how you would feel about yourself. Eating chicken and, and watermelon, those were all stereotypes in, in, in the black community. But everyone eats chicken. Everyone. It's, it's, it's that joke, but it comes from people who, for the most part, from my experience, have no knowledge of what occurs in other communities. You mean to tell me the, the folks at the Chinese restaurants that, that sell chicken, cook chicken, have never tasted chicken themselves? You mean to, you mean to tell me the owners of the supermarkets that, that sell watermelon and sell all these foods that don't like watermelon. You know what I mean? So, it's these things. We often are ignorant to, to other cultures and fall victim to, to, to stereotypes projected on us. That This is the black community. Understand what, what white folks, a lot of them, they, they do a great deal of, of learning about uh, black people. How? Well, you, you, you see it on television. One of the, the biggest shows that people celebrate, uh, Girlfriends, was executive produced by Kelsey Grammer. Executive produced by a white man, guy on Frasier. He was behind it. He liked the show. Most, most of these black shows that I spoke about last week are all on white-owned networks. So they have a good understanding of what happens in the black community we can too do research and study and when you do so it changes your mindset the things that that you may hold to be negative in your community you see it exists in other communities as well that's enlightenment that's a, that's awakening that's consciousness you know, the the woke movement is is much different, and this is what I really want to focus on. 
is much different than black consciousness. It's, it's, it's pushed on society. You have to stay woke. You have to be woke. It's pushed on society at this high level. It's put on t-shirts. It's, it's, it's put in records. But it's not really rooted in truth. It's rooted in, in, this, in this way of getting people to see black folks as less than and in need of help. It's not empowering. It's, it's seeing black people always as the victims, never the victors. Everything that's, that's pushed by this uh, Black Lives Matter movement comes from the place of a black man being killed at the hands of law enforcement. It's rooted in the victimization of black people. What it does to the mind is it, it makes you always feel like you're less than everyone else in society. It attacks the confidence of the black man. It's not black consciousness. And my issue with, with that is the work that I've done on myself, and I know a good number of people have done, people who are conscious of themselves, who are Afrocentric, I believe that you can't subscribe to this this whole stay woke ideology because it lessens who you are as a person. I watch the people behind these movements, the people that are celebrated. And I don't dislike them. I don't hate them. But I do question their agenda. Objectively, I look at them and and I, I try to understand what it is they're trying to accomplish. You know, what's what's the mission behind what they're pushing? In my 20s, when I was, you know, stepping away from the negative content in gangster rap, the the, uh, degrading of women, the waste of money, I was stepping away from that, and and I was uh, re-educating myself. And that's what I did. I, I got to a point where I was tired of, of that culture. And I listened to Tribe. I listened to De La Soul. You know, I, uh, I went to all the festivals. It's, it's a different experience. It's a different uh, type of black culture. You know? And I, and I was able to, to, to look back at some of the content that I would see on television and 
see the bits and pieces where where that spirit was present in shows like Living Single and shows like Martin you were able to see people like Queen Latifah real name Dana Owens be conscious of, of you know themselves and their roots and where they come from you were able to see it in, in, in Martin okay red black and green symbolism in various places a portrait of a black man and a black woman in the bedroom there were all these you know decorations there to show you that they were conscious they were woke uh, excuse me <laughs> they were woke they were conscious about themselves and, and what they what they were uh, facing you know so that itself was good for me. It wasn't. It wasn't done in a way to profit off the black experience. It was. This is who we are. This is what we're about. Don't fall. Don't don't fall for the victimization. It exists, but don't allow yourselves to to be to be to be leveled by it. That was the beauty of it, you know. You felt proud to, to be black. It was, in my early 20s, it was just peculiar for someone to say the N-word when you, when you believe to be conscious. There was no way to defend it. There was no way to defend using the N-word. No matter how you, you, you presented it. Whether you, you took out the E-R and put an A, it didn't mean a thing. Whether you, you, you looked up negus, as some of these woke kids do today, oh, a negus, or whatever it is that, that people present to make them feel, that wasn't it. We just didn't use it. It, it. it just wasn't acknowledged. It was bad, and that was that. There wasn't no reimagining of it. Let's rework it. No, it was bad. That was that. And you took pride in your roots. You learned about it. You applied it to your daily life. It was a part of your fashion. It was a part of who you are. It was your identity. And it felt good. It was safe. There wasn't, there wasn't this constant complaint You know, because you have so much love for yourself, you, you understand who you are and where you come from. You don't feel that hate. You know that there are things, it, they, while they do exist, you overcome it. You know how to protect yourself from it. That's how I was in, in, in my 20s. 
by the time I reach my 30s, I'm in a completely different mindset. And I liken it to those white kids who grow up on rock and roll and grunge music and such and such. And they're all about that life. And they mature and they, they get their, their regular jobs or they, they get their corporate jobs and they're completely different people. They have a sense of who they are and they don't need to wear it on their sleeves. They make their money, they take care of their families, they go on their vacations and they live their lives. There's nothing to really say, well, yeah, I grew up on, on Smashing Pumpkins and I grew up on Aerosmith and this is this. And, you know, it was, it was a time, it's a part of your identity, but it doesn't need to be, to be presented every single day because you know who you are. That's how I always likened it, you know. It, these are like rites of passages. You, you come into your own, you come of age. You get a better understanding of yourself and where you come from and, and you live your life. When this whole Stay Woke campaign started to catch fire, When it started to be all over the all over social media, I didn't subscribe to it. It wasn't my message. When it was rammed down the throats of America, I gave it a look. When George Floyd was killed, I began to understand it. When Breonna Taylor's family received compensation for her death, but the officers weren't tried, I remembered who I was. I knew who I was and I didn't need to say, hey, I'm woke. I'm... Because I know that experience already. Someone, someone is injured, someone is killed by law enforcement. They make a big deal out of it. They get a, a high-priced attorney. They work things out. Uh, there's, a, there's a civil rights activist that comes in, that marches, that gets people riled up, and they sit down with, with, the, with the killers and their lawyers, and they work things out. Everyone gets their cut, and it, it's business as usual. Every, every, everyone goes on. There's, there's nothing else that's resolved behind the scenes. They get their money and, and, and they, they, they move on. Understand, this is a reality for, for, for a, a good number of people. There are people who, who make money off of accidents. You know, there are white folks who profited from 9-11. And probably some other Americans as well. They used the tragedy to make money. 
nothing else really was designed to come from it but but to make a profit and, and and say this is what happens to us on the daily we're always being victimized and then there are other people who are who see these things happening and don't really have a strong opinion neither here nor there and they're they're given all sorts of names That's that's what happens. In part, you're listening to JD News USA. I'm Jeff. My friends call me Hafe. In part, I do feel a bit hoodwinked by the whole woke movement. You know, I do feel that it's not as authentic. It's not rooted in a truth. It's rooted in the need to be so-called revolutionaries. When when you can easily just just study study history, learn from it, improve your personality and move forward. it for instance Colin Kaepernick I'm not against Colin Kaepernick I don't hate Colin Kaepernick I'm pretty sure he's a decent person Colin Kaepernick half Negro raised by white parents NFL quarterback I've spoken about him on a show before. If you're new to this, remember, the show was originally titled It's a Man Thing, and I did an episode during that time around Colin Kaepernick and Muhammad Ali. We've since rebranded, but I was just always on, just unsure. Like, I understand what, what... what he's doing, he wants to fight for something that he believes is wrong. And he took a knee. He lost his job. He was blackballed. And some people were automatically with him, and others had to be persuaded. I was one of those that had to be persuaded. Once again, I'm not against him, but I, but Colin Kaepernick was a multimillionaire athlete. He had an agent, I'm sure. He could have easily found other methods to help those that are victims of police brutality. It can be done. He may have not had the intelligence to do so. So he threw a tantrum 
created a disruption. And expressed what he was feeling. That's it. And those that that bought into that message celebrated him. They put him on posters. They 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 stood with Cap. They said, "I'm with Cap." He's woke. Put his hair in his af- in a in an afro. He wore a black leather jacket. He put his fist in the air. It was the 1960s all over again. And George Floyd died and there's like, you see, you see what we've been talking about? You see what we've been talking about? Cap was right, apologize to him. You see what happened with Breonna Taylor? You see what happened? Oh, see? We see? Cap was right. Apologized to him. And then all these big companies said, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. Let's throw dollars in, in all sorts of directions. Cap was right. And then he... Then he puts out, he puts out a commercial, or he puts out an ice cream with Ben and Jerry's. What does what does what does ice cream have to do with police brutality and black injustice? How is spending money on ice cream? going to resolve this problem that you've been talking about for years. What is it going to do? Is it going to guarantee a sit down with police chiefs? Does it guarantee a resolution from governors and mayors and politicians in who have the power and the ability to, to uh, create laws and policies to, put, to protect this from happening again? I doubt it. It just it just looks like a, a, another payday for, for, for Kaepernick. It reminded me of Mary J. Blige selling chicken for Burger King. Remember, I was just talking about chicken earlier in the show. It's one of those black stereotypes. Black people love chicken. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, it's delicious. When Mary J. Blige did that commercial for chicken, something just seemed off. Black woman screaming and singing about chicken. 
there's something real there, no one saw that to, to be to be off no one had an issue with that there were three stages of production in any of those stages no one saw an issue with that when the contract was signed when her managers were in the room no one saw that to be an issue No one questioned how is how is Ben and Jerry's ice cream connected to the killing of Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and George Floyd? How is that connected? How does that resolve police brutality and black injustice in America? That's my issue with wokeness. That's my issue. It's not empowering. It's it's a it's a it's a way to make money. It's a way to stir up waters to catch a fish. It's a way to keep us in the past. It's the way to keep black people as victims. But there's no resolution. You're listening to GAD News USA. I'm Jeff, but my friends call me Hefe. You're listening to GAD News USA. I'm Jeff, but my friends call me Hefe. During the pandemic, what I noticed the governors do to lower the death rate. They would reach out to governors from all across the United States to see, well, what are you doing? What's working for you? To see what they could implement in their, in their city, in their state, to resolve the issue. They looked to see what other countries were doing. What's working for you? They would take note. They would apply it. In a sense, there was a lot of copy and paste going on. In order to resolve it and to lower the death rate. There there was a lot of planning going on to resolve the issue. look to see what other people were doing. In the United States of America, I have never seen Asian people. I have never seen Jewish people. I have never seen Muslim people, and I mean like Arabs. I know there there were black Muslims. I know there are black Jews, but I mean traditional Muslims, Arabs, traditional Jews. 
complain about being mistreated by law enforcement. I've never seen a story of one being shot 50 times. I've never seen one beaten and kicked. I've never heard a story of one being shot in their bedroom. I've never. I can't recall seeing any media created, any art, any song in light of it. If I'm in an uninformed, let me know. But I, I, it doesn't come to mind. I can remember Michael Stewart, Yusuf Hawkins, Amandu Diallo. I can remember all of these, but all I, when I remember those, all I see are black faces. I can remember some of the black activists that, that stood on the front lines in those moments. Never did, did, did any of those leaders say, well, what is happening in other communities? How are they able to, to live a life and have a good relationship with law enforcement? Don't tell me it's because of slavery and racism. The Jews were thrown in gas chambers. And the Arabs complained about being harassed after 9-11. Asians felt some persecution during the China virus at its peak. Every race has experienced some form of injustice. That's a truth. There's a time the Irish didn't like the Italians, the Italians didn't like the Irish. Somehow they overcame it. Somehow the Jews are able to... to to have a have respect in the city. Not saying that they are untouchable, that they don't have their troubles, they do, we all do. But for some reason, for some reason, it seems with black people, things are always worse. It's always just horrible. It's always distressing. But stay woke. All of these times, you mean all of these decades, black people have always been asleep? Before it was stay woke, there was wake up. I mean, I mean, all these times, there was never efforts made to resolve this issue. 
by seeing, well, how do other people do it? They have issues as well. They sell drugs. They step outside their marriage. They have side chicks and baby mamas and, and, and mafias and gangs. They commit crimes as well. The Asians, the Jews, the Arabs, Hispanics, they do so too. There's a Russian mafia. There's an Italian mafia. I'm sure they have their street gangs as well. They commit crimes as well. I mean, hell, Goodfellas, Godfather, Casino. Not, there are no black people in those films. There are, I mean, I think Sam Jackson was was in one, and it was a black guy in, in Godfather Three. But it's it's mostly Italians, Irish, Jews, meaning they have criminal backgrounds as well in their communities. Why don't they have those experiences? The Italians have a no rat policy in the mafia. They raise their children to not rat, but they have rats in their families. They have snitches in their families. They're arrested, they go to jail. How are they able to have a decent relationship with law enforcement? George Floyd, it's, it's, it was reported that he had fentanyl in his system at the time of his death. It was reported and people were upset about it. How dare you bring up his past? How dare you bring up his drug usage when he, when he was the victim? Very true. What are the leaders? What what are the people that are standing on the front lines that are profiting, that are raking in money? What are they really doing? Modeling Ivy Park, like Angela Rye. Angela Rye, who's who's a big time voice on CNN and she was a big Trump hater loud about it she didn't hide it she was just recently modeling Ivy Park for Beyonce there was so nothing wrong with that you're listening to JD News USA I'm Jeff my friends call me Hefe this is episode 26 and I'm talking about Wokeness and black consciousness. I have an issue with the, with the, with that whole woke movement. 
I feel it, it, it sets people back. Jay-Z said, we're past kneeling. In, in terms of Colin Kaepernick kneeling, what he did was he, he had a sit down with Roger Godell. Rock Nation is now producing the NFL halftime show. At the time of this recording, he sold 50 stake, 50% stake of Ace of Spades to to Moet. His involvement in the NFL guarantees that the league will make a profit, but then there will there will also be efforts made to resolve injustice against blacks. That's that's entertainment. You mean to tell me for as long as I've been alive, no one has, has said, well, instead of protesting and screaming in the streets and and tearing down businesses and setting places on fire. Couldn't just request a meeting with with a police chief to express your concern and and to, to craft out a plan to resolve the issue. You can't tell me these these, these officers are just wild animals that, that can't be tamed. They have families, they have wives, they have children, some of them have, have, have side chicks, they have they have personal issues as well. They're not wild animals. They're not just coyotes going about just wreaking havoc. They're not walking around the streets screaming white power. They have bills to pay. They have, they have outside dreams and goals and vacation plans and retirement plans. Never in, in, in these years has there been an effort to, to, to quell the situation in, in a similar manner. What do you do, officers such and such, when you're policing in, in a Jewish neighborhood? What do you do when you're policing in an majority Arab or Asian community. What bothers you when you're policing in a black neighborhood? What's the issue that you see? What do you think should change? Mr. Black person, what do you think the officers should do different? You're part of the community. You know your people. I have an issue with the woke movement. It profits off black people being victims. They use it as a way to get these these celebrated opportunities while the victims the impoverished black folks get to see them in these positions 
but their, their situation never changes. George Floyd's family may get a couple of dollars, like Breonna Taylor's did, but there are many other black girls and women like Breonna Taylor around the United States. Accepting that money doesn't do anything for them. From what, from what I've heard, she was a trap queen, you know, while there were no drugs found in the house. Her boyfriend was a drug dealer. Not putting her down, we know that that exists in all communities. El Chapo's wife was just arrested at the time of this recording for drug trafficking. He's not black. So we know these things exist. We're not going to lie to ourselves. She wasn't an angel. But what does her family being compensated all those monies do for the others? What's going to happen when the officers involved get away scot-free or get a slap on the wrist and a few dollars are thrown at, at the Floyd family? What's going to change internally in these black communities between the people and law enforcement? You're listening to JD News USA. I'm Jeff, but my friends call me Hefe. You're listening to JD News USA. I'm Jeff, but my friends call me Hefe. Are we still gonna adapt the mentality that was that, that originated in the Italian community to hate law enforcement? Understand. This whole we don't talk to cops is rooted in the Italian community. But they've since, it's been seen and proven that they work closely with law enforcement to hide their their issues, they pay off cops so they can move without trouble. They get information. Some of these cops are just as crooked as the criminals. It's been proven. They get a few dollars under the table just to keep their mouth shut. But they work with law enforcement. While in the black community, those who live outside the law seem to think it's horrible. We don't we don't talk to, to law enforcement. We don't talk to police. We don't deal with them. Well, if you're breaking the law and you don't want to have trouble, it would be in your interest to to buy a few of them off. It would be. If if you're a smart person and you're living outside the law and you don't want to deal with that pressure, it would be best. (laughs) 
I'm just saying. What are the other communities doing? That's keeping them safe. In New York, Mayor Bill de Blasio was pretty much bought off by the Jewish community. It's been reported. During the Biden campaign, it was vote him out, vote him out. He's racist. There's no, I've seen one black man in, 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 a, in a high profile position since Biden has been elected. Lloyd Austin. One. And maybe a, two more in, in just throwaway positions. What has Joe Biden done for black men since being elected into office? It's been over a month. What is the NAACP, which, which generates money from, from the black community to, for the Democrats? What is it doing on behalf of black men? So far, I've seen the president sue the post office and, and he's currently suing the president, former president Donald Trump, for the Capitol riots, which have no bearing on black people. It takes some money to file a lawsuit. It takes money to go to court. How is that going to improve the issues affecting black people? Remember, stay woke. These are things that are happening so far. And there's this whole movement there's all these people saying, stay woke. There's no confidence building. There's no efforts to improve the quality of life. The financial situation of black people. Nothing. But stay woke. I have an issue with that. Because it's... it's it's a scam. It's the biggest scam. The people involved don't care about black men. They care about the transgenders, the gays. That's who they're really working for. Of course, they want to support black women, succeed. They want black women in, in high positions, but they don't care about the black men that are being shot, killed, and harassed by law enforcement. That's not their agenda. That's what they use to push their real agenda. But nothing else is really being changed. I have an issue with the woke movement. It's not real. It's not rooted in the truth. It's not rooted in the progress of black people. Some people have compared, and I, and I spoke about this in, in an early episode, Colin Kaepernick to Muhammad Ali. That should not happen. 
if he's similar to Muhammad Ali, that that means between the time Ali was was fighting and the time of Kyle Kaepernick, nothing has changed. That's what it means. When when the NBA compares LeBron to Jordan or Kobe to Jordan. It wasn't solely on style of play or the fact that Braun Braun wore number 23. No, they wanted to keep the essence of the game tied to the greatest player in basketball history. Meaning they wanted people to remember that era, that time, so they can still profit at that level. In the black community, when people try to rehash old issues, it's it's designed to keep the community in a certain mindset. And that mindset is the mindset of the victim. We're always being targeted. We're always being victimized. We're always getting the shorter end of the stick. That's all that it is. But with black consciousness, with the leaders that that existed in the black community, that means the the ones that I learned from, the ones that are not celebrated, Dr. Henry Clark, Professor James Smalls, Dr. Leonard Jeffries, you don't see them in any of those places. Dr. Clark has passed away, but Professor Smalls, uh, uh, Professor Jeffries, who are really conscious about the black experience and black history and black life, you don't see them in those places talking and giving speeches. You don't see them on the television screens. You don't see articles being written about them. You don't see the victories that they've had in benefit of black people. You don't see their successes. You don't hear their teachings on BET TV One. The Shade Room. But stay woke. You don't see the books of Shekanti the Up, Kwame Toure. You don't see that being presented on a large scale. That's black consciousness. That's black empowerment. That's that's awakening. That's keeping you aware as to what's happening in the black community. You don't hear about black women like Dr. Adelaide Sanford. People behind their curriculum of inclusion designed to have black students learn about themselves and their culture and their race, to have a curriculum that's beneficial to their success. You don't hear about those people. 
but you do see Angela Rye modeling Ivy Park for Beyonce. Stay woke. What does that have to do with anything? You're listening to JD News USA. I'm Jeff. My friends call me Hefe. I have an issue with the woke movement. I, I feel, I believe, I see it to be a big scam. It's not beneficial to, to black people one bit. And if you don't agree with it, you're an Uncle Tom, you're a sellout. But understand, the real people putting in work for black people, those are not the ones being talked about, those are not the ones being celebrated. It's, it's the ones that are in the pockets of, of these white corporations. They say what they're told. They present enough information to keep black people excited, but not enough to keep them enlightened. And when, when their money starts to run dry, they tax them. Remember in the film Training Day, Denzel Washington? That's the film he got an Oscar for. Black people were upset about that. He got an Oscar for being a crooked cop. He didn't get one for Malcolm X. He didn't get one for the Great Debaters. He didn't get one for Remember the Titans. He got one for being a crooked cop. But there's that scene where, where when his money starts to run dry, he, 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 he taxes a criminal friend of his to instills his money. George Floyd was that. They didn't care about George Floyd. He was a tool to push a bigger agenda. There are people that are upset about that till this day. But the the people that are on the TV screens, they don't care. It was part of their agenda to, to remove Trump from office. It was part of their agenda to riot. It was part of their uh, agenda for a new or old order to return to America. That's all it was. And in that, the black folks who are not media savvy, the black folks with average jobs and, and focus on family and just eating and living a life they get to keep their eyes on people like Angela Rye and Colin Kaepernick and uh, transracial Sean King and all these other half Negroes who have no real experience no real black experience but are put in these positions either because they look good or because they can be controlled they banned Louis Farrakhan from 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 social media he was banned before President Trump they don't talk about the the black educators that teach real black history they don't give them the awards they don't celebrate them they don't acknowledge those people my black consciousness is not wokeness 
because the woke movement is a big scam. They teach wokeness in, as a, it's a part of Afri African-American vernacular English. And when you really go to the heart of it, it's designed to, to, to show that, well, black people are not intelligent enough to, to understand English, so they have their own language. They're not smart enough. So they have this broken English. Let's, let's acknowledge it to make them feel good. How do you expect a, a so-called seat at the table if, if you're walking with a crutch? Let's let Jamal in here. He doesn't know full English. He, he knows Ebonics, but let, let's give him a seat at the table. Let's make him feel like, like he's equal. Woke is an improper English. No matter how you look at it. While I'm at it, there's no such thing as Latinx. Reimagining of old terms to keep black and brown people controlled. This is, this is your injustice. This is your plight. This is what you're, you're fighting against every day. You have people that tell you your battle. They tell you the problem that you have. And if you refuse to acknowledge it, then, then you're a sellout. You're an Uncle Tom. When you can easily resolve it yourself. Understand, this is the truth amongst black elite. This is what you're facing. They don't this is your battle every day they tell you the fight that you have that's not really it that's not the fight that's not the fight there's no acknowledgement of, of, of freedom fighters there was recently a, a film there's two films actually there's Judas and the Black Messiah and there's American Skin Judas and the Black Messiah, I have not seen because the theaters in New York are closed and I am not paying for HBO Max, whether a trial basis or whatever. I'll wait till I can purchase it and I'll see it. And it tells the story of Fred Hampton. Good effort to get that story on, on, on the big screen. I can't give a full opinion because I haven't seen the film. But it, it, it stars Lakeith Stanfield and David uh, 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 Daniel uh, Kualua, I believe is the pronunciation of his last name. And they are the, the two new faces of black Hollywood. So you're going to see them in a lot of films. Yeah, they're very talented. There's uh, also American Skin, directed by, written by, produced by Nate Parker. I did see that film. I did purchase it. I liked it to a point. It complements his first piece on Nat Turner. But I'm a little, you know, not too pleased with American Skin. 
I think it falls in line with the Black Lives Matter state woke ideology that we're always victims. And even when we think we have justice, we don't. I'll leave it at that. Black consciousness is far from that. You have the courage to fight for what you want, you win. You have a knowledge of self. You know where you come from. You know your roots. You know that there are ancestors. Whether it be family ancestors or ancestors of the movement. Allah, Malcolm X, Kwame Ture, Patrice Lumumba, Dr. Clark, Alumbe Brath. These are people that work on behalf of the black community, that they're not celebrated, they're not talked about. They're the real pioneers. And, you know, as I'm saying this, I think of how much I like Benjamin Banneker and, and Frederick Douglass. And I wonder, who else was around in that era that wasn't celebrated? W.E. Du Bois, Banneker, Douglas, they're celebrated. But I think of what about the, the black men and women that were there in those times fighting the same fight, but they're not talked about, they're not celebrated. There are these people that are put on these pedestals these half Negroes, limited black experience, race hustlers. You, you can see them just by the way they talk and walk that they're not really about it. It's a job for them. But they're the ones that are, that are, that are celebrated. Those are the ones that people want to go to. But they're not the ones really putting in the work. I think the woke movement is just part of this, this, this new world order. The real, the real black intellectuals are not the ones seen and talked about and celebrated. The ones really putting in the work. The ones really educating people, not modeling. Ivy Park, which is no offense to to uh, Beyonce's Ivy Park, but let's call a spade a spade. If you put yourself in a position to uplift black people, and if you're political, there's certain lines 
that once you cross them, you, you're no longer seen as, as that. You're seen more as a celebrity. And celebrities are puppets. They're told what to do, where to go, how to speak, how to present themselves. Their truth is limited because the full truth will cost them money. Beyonce's a celebrity. I'm not going to Beyonce for issues about black life. Colin Kaepernick is a celebrity. As a deal with Nike, and he was he was pumping, he was pumping Ben and Jerry's ice cream in a style similar to when Mary J. Blige was singing about chicken. Those are not the people that you go to. Those are the race hustlers. They are not really for the cause. They're there to make a dollar. Much like, and, and I'll wrap up on this. I'll wrap up on this. You're listening to JD News USA. I'm Jeff. My friends call me Hefe. Much like in religious communities, there are those that are really religious, really spiritual, really about God. And there are those that are there just to make a quick buck. If you're really about God, then you know who to go to. Well, if you're really about black empowerment and black consciousness, you'll know where to go and what to read and who to follow and who to not follow. Because a good number of those people, they're just race hustlers. They're out there to make, make a buck. They're looking for, for endorsement deals. They're looking for ways to, to sprinkle black information on white ice cream. You're listening to JD News USA. I'm Jeff. My friends call me Hefe. This has been episode 26. Next time.